gentlemen, start your engines. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. I'm not a crook. If you like your health care plan, you'll be able to keep your health care plan. Listening to Jim Paris Live, your source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now, your host, the editor in chief of ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris. All right, hello, everybody. Welcome to the broadcast, Jim Paris Live. Uh, excited to be here, and um, I have to tell you, it was really gratifying. You know, I hadn't done a live episode in, I think, three months. And that's just because of all the crazy things going on in my personal life, which I was going to get into some of that on this episode, but I decided not to. I'm probably going to share with you next week uh, some of the things going on in my personal life, which uh, I'm always open, right? I I always share everything good, bad, and ugly. So I'm going to share some things next week. So you want to stay tuned for that. But uh, in any case, uh, hadn't done a live uh, podcast, uh, hadn't done a broadcast in three months, decided to do one and boom, there we go. Thousands of downloads from around the world and, uh, so gratifying and uh, great to be with you. And I appreciate all of your loyalty coming back here, probably checking every week <laughs> for three months. Is there a new episode? And, uh, here we are. So, uh, super excited about that. This was kind of weird and it was fun and I didn't know how people would respond to it, but, um, you know, this whole Elvis story that I got into on the last episode, uh, you know, this guy named Bob Joyce, he's a pastor living in a small town in Arkansas. And some people think he's really Elvis Presley. And the story is, as I mentioned last week, that Elvis kind of disappeared himself and took on this new persona and kind of lived out a quiet life as a small town pastor. Sounds crazy, right? probably is crazy, but there's something, I don't know, there's something about this story that just has people fascinated. And um, we've posted some more videos on my Facebook feed, just sharing more about this. And uh, people are eating it up. I mean, I'm getting like hundreds of views, tons of comments on it. And uh, people are interested. Maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe the interest is kind of like my interest, which is, I always think conspiracy theories are fun. Um, I don't believe most of them, but I just think it's kind of fun, you know, just to imagine, um, I don't know, some of these things a little bit like science fiction, I guess. Um, I've, I've always been a big fan of those kind of shows like the X-Files and so forth. And uh, I don't know, a lot of conspiracy theories come true. So I think people are wondering like, well, maybe there's something to this Elvis story. And uh, who knows? But uh, we've got some more videos up on that over on the Facebook page. Uh, so Trump uh, absolutely trounces Nikki Haley in South Carolina. No, really no surprise there. We knew it was going to happen, but it, it was such a huge victory. And it is Nikki Haley's home state. You just wonder kind of, you know, what is next here for Nikki Haley? She she vows she's not dropping out, that she's in it for the long run. And I guess as long as her money holds out, she can stay in it and just keep, you know, her 
her name out there and her face out there. She's already on a bunch of corporate boards and makes millions of dollars, you know, from having had the, uh, you know, the notoriety of having been in Trump's cabinet. And so maybe this just gives her more earning power later. I, I don't know what her ultimate strategy is, but it's just, it's never a good time for a rhino Republican. And yet they keep coming back. You know, you've got the John McCain's, uh, Mitt Romney, Nikki Haley, you know, you've got these people that they make these appearances. And we know from history that the template to win as a Republican is to be a Ronald Reagan Republican, to not care about the polls and not care about trying to, um, you know, get people that are in the middle, the so-called independents, but just really stand on some super rock hard principles. And uh, Trump is doing great. And some of the interesting things about the polls that that we're seeing is uh, Trump is leading in some really surprising demographics, including uh, picking up a lot of support among black men. And so I think when it comes down to it, I think no matter what your politics are, no matter what your race is, no matter you know what your normal leanings are, you know, liberal, conservative, whatever, I think when it comes down to it, when you can't afford gasoline for your car, and you can't afford food at the grocery store, I think you're going to start leaning towards whoever is not in office, no matter what their their party. It's like, get the people out that are in office right now. And I think that's what's happening. And I still continue to be amazed and wonder what is going to happen with Joe Biden. I just don't see Joe Biden making it all the way to the general election. I don't see it. And maybe... Somehow I'm missing something. I, I don't know what the possible plan could be. There's all this talk about him dropping out at the convention and somebody like a Hillary Clinton or a Michelle Obama or even something crazy like an Oprah Winfrey candidacy. Um, you know, somebody could win a floor vote at the uh, convention if Biden drops out. I don't know. But I just can't imagine this guy being president for four more years. I don't see him winning the general election. I don't even see him lasting long enough mentally to be able to be in the general election. I can't even envision seeing him, for example, debating Trump in his you know, current mental state. I just can't imagine it. Uh, speaking of Trump, he is appealing that huge New York City um, fine or whatever you want to call it, this this civil litigation against his business, you know, some like three hundred and fifty or three hundred and eighty million dollar uh, award that the New York uh, state of New York got against Trump in that lawsuit. Um, that was a crazy lawsuit, and I'll tell you one of the things for people that didn't pay attention is one of the big banks that they accused Trump of defrauding actually appeared at the trial to testify on behalf of Trump. And the fact is that none of the banks that supposedly were defrauded actually lost any money. It was just this theoretical argument that did Trump overstate his assets when getting these loans. All the loans were repaid, so nobody was hurt. And like I said, one of the banks even showed up to testify on behalf of Trump. So there's really not a lot of merit to this case at all. I mean, defrauding banks isn't, you know, that that's a big issue. And if someone did defraud a bank, they should be prosecuted, fined, whatever. 
I just don't see it. I, I, and if this was really something Trump had been doing for all these years, I mean, my goodness, he's what, 77 years old now. He's been operating in New York since he was in his early 20s doing business. And just now they're going to bring this after, you know, he's been president and then yet not call it a political prosecution. And, you know, it's, I don't know, there's just, you can't really look at this objectively and think it's anything other than a political prosecution. So one of the things that happens is when you appeal one of these cases, so he's appealing this, but you have to actually put the money up. So if you get sued and you lose in a case like this, you have to either post the money or you have to post a bond for the money. So they said that if he loses the appeal, it's going to end up costing him like over $400 million because he's having to buy a bond, which has a really high interest rate and a cost to guarantee that he's going to make the payment if he does lose on the appeal. Uh, so I don't know. It's just, it's surreal to see this. And I continue to wonder, you know, what's going to happen with all of these other legal issues that Trump has as he's getting closer and closer, you know, inching every day closer and closer to being reelected. I mean, how do you drag a sitting president out of the White House and put him in jail in Georgia if, you know, he's convicted there and that whole case has fallen apart also? Um, but, but any of these legal matters, even if it's just, you know, these lawsuits for money where they go to collect money, do you... Can you go and make a sitting president uh, give up his assets uh, in a civil case? I don't know. It's really unprecedented, and it's just going to be interesting to watch. And it just seems like uh, Trump is hes on the Trump train. It looks like he's absolutely got the nomination, and I don't see anybody beating him at this point unless it's some new name or some new face. And they keep doing all of this different polling. You know, what if Hillary came in? What if... Michelle Obama, Oprah Winfrey, Gavin Newsom. They're throwing out all these different names. And, uh, you know, in these theoretical matchups, some of them appear to do well against Trump. But those are never really very accurate polls when you have someone that's not actually in the race um, where they're comparing their numbers against Trump. Uh, so we'll just have to see. Uh, we'll have to see what happens this time around. But it just looks like it's um, a foregone conclusion that Trump is going to be reelected. And it just raises a lot of questions about what happens to all these legal things uh, while, while he's in office. I, I don't know how they enforce any of that. Okay, so there was this kind of two-for-one story, right? So we had this weird outage last week. So AT&T literally goes offline for almost an entire day. And by the way, if you were affected by that, AT&T says they're going to give you $5. Isn't that nice? <laughs> what they literally did was they divided the average cost of a bill over the course of 30 days and then gave people back the one day, which I guess is like, okay, but does that really compensate people for what they lost? I mean, losing your phone for a day um, is probably a lot more impactful than five bucks. I don't know. I thought that was a crazy, stupid lost opportunity by AT&T. I mean, if somebody was smart there, they could have turned that into some big campaign, right? Like, 
hey, we, we lost service for a day, so we're going to give everybody like $300 towards getting a new phone and a new package. They could have turned it into some big promotion and made a bunch of money from it and made themselves look great, but yet they did this $5 thing, which if you're going to do $5, I don't know, why even bother if you're going to do the $5? But in any case, we've got this day of no service with AT&T. Which, which was like, a, it was a big deal. It wasn't just like an inconvenience because remember, a lot of people now don't have a landline. So you lose your phone for a day. That means that nobody can check on you. You know, the elderly, the shut-in, people that need to call their doctors. You know, God forbid someone needs to call 911 for an ambulance. Um, this is serious business. And I think it's going to raise a lot of questions and maybe make people think twice about getting a landline again because... Uh, weird things are happening. So, so the very next day, one of these suspicious balloons is spotted over the state of Colorado. Now, what's, what's weird about this is the timing. And um, AT&T has now had like, I think, two or three different stories about why their network went down. And who knows if any of that is true or if they even know why it went down. But there is, of course, you know, for years, people have been talking about an EMP attack. You know, this is where there would be an explosion really high up in the atmosphere, a nuclear uh, detonation really high up in the atmosphere, and that could like wipe out our power grid. And that's why people are, you know, buying Faraday cages and all these kinds of preparations for the, the EMP and the power grid going down. But you've got this suspicious balloon that's noticed the day after AT&T goes down. And I'm thinking, I'm not a huge believer in coincidences. And that just to me is concerning. Um, what are these balloons? We still don't know what these balloons are. These last Chinese balloon, or I think there might have been two of them, they were allowed to just float across the entire country. And then finally, Biden decided to shoot them down when they got all the way across the country to the Atlantic Ocean. Then they were shot down. Um, but this area where these balloons are spotted is over military installations there in Colorado. It's it's a key military area to have you know uh, surveillance you know from the air taking place, and that's probably what it was. But we just don't know, and we know that the next war is probably going to be a cyber war or some kind of a war in space where satellites are being knocked down. I mean, remember how important satellites are to everything we do every day. And, and, and even if you look at just every day, you know, it's not just, uh, you know, nationwide radio and television, but literally all of our communications are through satellite. I think if satellites came down, the cell towers wouldn't work properly. I mean, it's everything. Everything is through satellites. And how hard would it be to shoot down a satellite. And remember, even in this war right now that's going on between Russia and Ukraine, a lot of the targeting in that war is happening um, through these Starlink satellites. I was reading Elon Musk's book, and he talks about how um, he was asked to give the Ukrainians access to a certain group of the Starlink satellites to target the Russians. And he was really tormented about, about whether or not he should allow them to have access to use it for, you know, purposes of war and all of that. But, you know, satellites, uh, everything is connected by satellite anymore. So the next war is, is going to be in space, no doubt about it. It's going to be between cyber warfare and a war in space. That's where the next war is going to be. 
It's not going to be your traditional bricks and mortar war like like a World War II type of a war. It's going to be a, a whole new level of a technological war. And I think that these small episodes like the, the AT&T outage, whether it was just a simple upgrade of their network that went awry or whatever the truth is, it gives us a taste of what that could be like. And at the same time that AT&T goes down, there was a nationwide outage of all the pharmacies went down. So I don't know. I'm just, there's something going on. And these could be dry runs for something much larger. Okay, so one of the things that I have, um, many of you know, I've been back in the mortgage business now for a couple of years. And one of the things I've been doing, which is really exciting, is this new home equity line of credit. So listen carefully to this because this could really help you. If you're a, if you're a homeowner or if you own investment property, or if you're a homeowner that might have a second home, this particular program can work for you. And how it works is you can get approved online in just five minutes, and this loan funds in five days. It's really amazing what is happening in the mortgage industry. And um, it, this is through the use of artificial intelligence. Actually, within five minutes, they're able to analyze your bank account and your bank deposits, look at your credit score, use artificial intelligence to determine the value of the property and approve you for your loan. And you can get your money in five days and you close online with a virtual notary. I mean, is this the George Jetson world of mortgages or what? Um, if you're interested in this, you want to find out how to try this. There's no cost and there's no obligation. All you got to do is send me an email. I will give you the link. You go to this link and you put in your information. And no kidding, in five minutes, you'll get an answer, whether it's your personal home, a second home, or even an investment property. And you can keep your great first mortgage. So this is a second mortgage. If you don't have a first mortgage, it could be your first mortgage but it's designed really to be a second mortgage. It can even be a third mortgage if you've got two mortgages already on the property. So if you want to try this, it's really neat, and I'm getting a lot of great feedback about it. Get in touch with me. Send me an email to jameslparis at gmail.com and just put in the subject line, online equity loan online equity loan. And I'll know what you're talking about or just type that out in the email itself. And I will get you the special link to be able to try this out. It is really neat. And I know a lot of people are struggling right now to pay off high interest rate debt, car loans, medical bills, student loans, all of those kind of things. This is the way to do it. You keep the great first mortgage that you've got at 2%, 3%, 4%. You want to keep that and then get this just enough to pay off those high interest rate debts. So send me an email, jameslparis at gmail.com. Well, this email came in and it's from uh, one of my mortgage clients asking about how do you get rid of PMI, the private mortgage insurance? Now, one thing we need to clarify here is there's actually two different kinds of mortgage insurance. So there is MIP, that's mortgage insurance premium, and that's 
related to FHA mortgages. Now, that's a lot harder to get rid of than PMI. So PMI, private mortgage insurance, protects the lender when they loan more than 80% of the value on a property. However, the good news is, come the day down the road when the property has gone up in value, and you can you know, objectively show that the loan balance is now 80% or less of the current value, you could actually ask successfully, ask and get it removed to get the private mortgage insurance removed. So that's another way to save money. Um, the bank isn't necessarily going to reach out to you and automatically tell you that you're eligible to get the private mortgage insurance removed. So that's something you've got to take the initiative to look into. And that's another thing you can ask me about. I have for free an automated valuation model. It's, it's an online thing that I have, a tool that I can use to determine the value of your home and then let you know if you should try to get the private mortgage insurance removed. Um, now, generally with FHA, unless you put down at least 10%, it's going to be hard to ever get that MIP, that mortgage insurance premium, removed. But if you put down 10% or more, there is a way of getting it removed after 11 years of making your payments on time. And that's something else I can help you with if you've got an FHA loan where you did put down 10% and it has been the 11 years. Get in touch with me, jameslparis at gmail.com. And speaking of mortgages and real estate, there's so many scams going on. Uh, our local news channel here um, in the, uh, I'm in the Orlando TV market, even though I live kind of halfway between Orlando and Jacksonville, we're considered part of the Orlando TV market. So our CBS channel is channel six. They're doing a special right now where there's a special report about this lady who was tricked into paying her mortgage payment to some third-party company that is not her mortgage company. And I don't know all the details on it, but something like she got a letter in the mail telling her her mortgage was sold and to now make her payments to this other company, which turned out to be a total scam. And this is happening not only with mortgages, it's happening at title companies. There was one story I read where a guy was about to close on his home in New York. He wired $500,000 into the title company, so he thought. It turned out that the day before closing, he got a scam email with a, with a bogus um, wire, uh, the uh, bank account information for him to wire to. He ended up wiring his $500,000 to these scammers instead of it going to the title company where he was going to be buying his new home. He lost his 500000 This was in New York. And nobody can do anything for this guy. There's like no insurance or government protection. The money apparently ended up offshore, bounced around to a bunch of other accounts, and is gone. Which is why anytime you get like a suspicious letter saying, hey, your mortgage has been sold, what you want to do, get on the phone with your original mortgage company. You know, go get your bills out. Get the original mortgage company's phone number. Call them up. Don't call this new company that's sending you this letter because they could be scammers and they're just going to tell you, yep, send us your money. So you want to pick up the phone, call what you know to be the phone number of your actual original mortgage company and find out if the mortgage has been sold and to who it was sold to. So you know that. 
The same thing with wiring money to a closing. Uh, you know, I always tell people, don't send a wire from an email. You want to pick up the phone. Don't call the phone number in the email. Just go online and look up that title company and get their phone number from a third party source, you know, just from Google or wherever. Call the title company. Talk to the closer that's handling your closing. Say, hey, I want to confirm the last four or five digits here uh, of the wire information. Just so you know that you're sending money to the legitimate party that's supposed to receive it. So um, one last thought on mortgages. Mortgage rates are going back up. So we had a, a real collapse in rates that began at the end of October. Rates started to collapse and we got super excited because we were getting rates as good as we were getting all the way back until like July of last year. It was really fantastic. And then that continued till about the end of December. And now rates have been creeping back up. And we've lost a good third of that, you know, gain that we had in lower rates. Rates are still lower than where they were. We were like about a one and a quarter percent improvement from rates that we had this summer. And now our improvement is less than 1%, but it's still an improvement from where it was. Um, so that's, you know, it's, it's, in my mind, it's not anything to be too worried about because I think as we continue to get closer to the election, I think the Fed is going to lower rates. They've already really, um, you know, given us that information. They've already kind of telegraphed that they are going to be lowering rates. I think lower rates are on the way. Nothing goes in a straight line. I think this is just a little bit of a correction and we're going to see a downward movement continuing. But it just goes to show you that sometimes, you know, when you see the, the window of opportunity and it would have been there in January for people to jump in and refinance or jump in and buy that house they've been looking at buying and they've been stuck on the sidelines. Sometimes when you see those opportunities, you got to jump in and take them. And then you can always refinance a year or two down the road. But now we've got rates going back up again, and they're just not as good as where they were a few weeks ago. Um, so, you know, watch my emails. I, I do a pretty good job of telling people, you know, where these windows of opportunity are to jump in. Rates are still good compared to where they've been, but not as good as where they were just a few weeks ago. Okay, so I, I finished listening to the Rob Reiner podcast about JFK. You can just do a Google search Rob Reiner, JFK podcast, you'll find the official name of it and all the places you can listen to it. And it was actually really good. I have to tell you, um, some of the information was sort of recycled, but there was some, you know, a lot of good new information I felt, or at least new perspectives on information that we might've already had uh, in the past. Um, Dick Russell cooperated with the podcast. It was very well done. I, I really enjoyed it. And I know people don't like Rob Reiner because he's a liberal. So a lot of my Facebook followers were like, Jim, why are you saying anything positive about Rob Reiner? Uh, well, you know, I guess every so often uh, a liberal can do something good. And so Rob Reiner did a great job on this podcast. So check that out, the JFK podcast with Rob Reiner and Soledad O'Brien. And an Illinois bill wants to make it child abuse for parents to object to gender transitioning of their children. Isn't that nuts? So that is a bill that actually could be voted into law in Illinois, where your daughter could decide they're a boy, your son could decide they're a girl, 
And if you try to get in the middle of that, you're now a child abuser and could lose your kid. Uh, just unbelievable, a strange world that we're living in. And here in Florida, Governor Ron DeSantis, I guess on the other extreme of things, is we're looking at our legislature has just passed a law that is saying that that uh, kids uh, under the age of 16 should not be allowed to have social media accounts. Now, we don't know if um, the governor is going to sign this into law or not. We don't know. Um, it, it's kind of like one of my friends said, that's like passing a law saying you're going to hold back the tide. I mean, could any law really stop kids under 16 from having social media accounts? I, I just don't know. Um, but this is something that people are debating right now on my Facebook page. Um, a lot of damage is done to young kids on social media. Kids under 16 are being damaged. There's a lot of cyberbullying, a lot of pornography, a lot of things happening online that are damaging to kids. But we've kind of already let the horses out of the barn. So I don't really think we're going to see uh, that become law. And if it does, I'm not really sure how in the world it's going to be enforced. Okay, we're going to close it out with this uh, today, which is... Um, a lot of you over the years have asked me, how do I get my own podcast? I want to start a podcast. I want to reach people, Jim, like you do. And this podcast, you know, we've got people all over the world that download this. I was looking at my statistics this week. I mean, Asia, all throughout Europe, um, people in Russia, uh, I mean, all over the U.S. It's, it's crazy the reach you can get with a podcast. And it is almost a free thing that you can do. And so I teach you how to set up your own podcast how to syndicate it worldwide. That's all part of my internet business training. And you can get more information on that. We're currently running a special deal for only $99 you can get started. Now that's normally a $297 enrollment. You can get in on that now for only $99. If you want the link to that, I'm gonna give it to you right now, but make sure you type this into your internet browser. Don't do a search because you won't find it if you search for it. But type carefully into your browser, internetpaycheckforlife.com. Internetpaycheckforlife.com. You'll see my picture on there. You'll know you're at the right place. You don't need a coupon code. Uh, for the next one week, I'm keeping the price for enrollment at just $99. That'll save you almost 200 bucks. If you can't find the link, if it's not working for you, something's wrong, you gotta, you need a little help, just drop me an email, jameslparis at gmail.com, and I can give you a link that you can click on and take advantage of that special offer. God bless, thanks for listening, and uh, just so good to be back. It's uh, great to be doing the podcast again, and glad to uh, get all the, uh, the great emails and people saying, Jim, where have you been? I'm so glad you're back. Well, we're back. God bless, thanks for listening. So long, everybody.